It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Any other questions, guys? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 652 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, January 31st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We have team-focused shows covering all 30 NBA teams. We have all the NFL teams covered as well, including the Chiefs and 49ers ahead of the Super Bowl. We've got the Locked On MLB shows. We're like a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and we'll be having daily MLB shows starting next week for you, so make sure you're diving in there. And, uh, of course, the Hockey Network as well. College, no shortage of stuff for you to check out. Please subscribe to, rate, and review all of the shows that you want to support on the network. It's very much appreciated when you take that very small amount of time to do that tiny little gesture that makes our lives a little bit easier and our rankings a little bit better. Uh, All right. On today's show, as promised on last night's very quick recap episode of the Cavs game, we are talking All-Star today. Uh, And joining me to talk about the All-Star Reserves, Kyle Lowry making it, uh, Derrick Rose not making it because uh, fuck that, and uh, a whole bunch more is Katie Heidel. Katie, what's up? Woo! Lowry forever! Yes, Lowry forever. I... I mean, I'm just kind of at past the point of trying to understand why people don't see or like or like what it is that people are like mad about with Kyle whenever he makes an all-star team. It's six years in a row now that he's made it, obviously, and like the entire discourse, at least for some people, I suppose, on my on my timeline, and maybe it's just like, you know schadenfreude enjoying Raptors fans retweeting angry people who are angry that Kyle Lowry made it over their guy uh, into my own feed but I don't know I've I've seen a lot of folks being like oh how could Eric Bledsoe make the all-star team over Kyle Lowry or how could Jalen Brown you know not make the all-star team over Kyle Lowry And, and it's all very dumb because like if you watch the basketball games and you look at the 34 and 14 record the team has it's pretty apparent how essential Kyle Lowry is to all of that. And I just, I'm kind of just like, if you don't get it by now, you'll never, you're, you're never going to get it. And I guess that's like your loss, I suppose. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, do you care about like the anti Lowry, like outrage that always happens when he makes an all-star team? Cause uh, I, I, apparently I care because I'm talking about it, but <laughs> I thought I didn't, but it's just, it's infuriating that people are uh, so dumb. 
no, I don't really care because I think even like any kind of Lowry like disparaging or disbelief that we've you, we kind of see either like in the Raptors fan base, it, like in an NBA like more wider fan base. Because there's something with Lowry that I do think it's either like he's kind of like a magic eye puzzle, like either you're capable of seeing it or you can't see mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think it's like kind of that simple. And I mean, granted, like, sure, you could also look at the all-star like voting parameters in general and just be like, yeah, they're kind of arbitrary. Granted, the reserves, like, you've got the added weight of like coaches in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like, Something people forget about the All-Star game or All-Star weekend in general is, like, what I also love so much about it is that it's more for the players. Yeah. It's kind of just this, like, I don't know, it's, like, a spectacle for them, too. And it's, like, kind of a chance and an opportunity to just, like, hang out with their friends. And, like, if you're one of these guys, to me, the reserves teams are always, like, they're a bit more fun and, like, indicative of, like, dudes that just want to hang out together. Yeah. Like, I, I do like, like, I like pieces of the starters like obviously i love that pascal is a starter this year Giannis totally deserves it um but otherwise like those kinds of like gilded stars that like get voted into the starters like they're not as interesting to me mm-hmm. the reserves to me it's like if i if we could see an all-star reserves game <laughs> i would i would love that <laughs> I think my favorite part of the All-Star Reserves that were announced uh, on Friday night in the afternoon before all the games is that there's so many first-timers. I think there's nine first-time All-Stars of the 24 that got selected, which is really cool and nice. And, yeah, that's so nice. Like, Yeah, sure, maybe Kyle Lowry is the incumbent and has been around for six years now and is the old head, and people look up to him and they're like, oh, you're taking up a spot that some other younger deserving player might want. But And like, I get that, I guess, but also I don't. No, I think it's like again. It goes back to it's like Lowry's a dude that like Lowry, Kyle Lowry is like your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player. You yeah. know, like Lowry and the, these kinds of things show. It's like Kyle Lowry's a guy that like dudes want to play with. Like dudes don't they don't get to play with him on his team are genuinely stoked that like they'll get to play with him in this capacity. And coaches love him too. Yes. Which is weird considering where totally. Kyle began, but Full <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he's the ultimate coach pick because uh, he sees the game like a coach. And I would imagine that every coach is infuriated whenever they're playing up against him. And I think that probably gives him a lot of votes from the coaches. And I think, you know, yeah, you don't like it, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, don't shit the bed in the playoffs every year. I don't know. <laughs> like, I know that doesn't have any bearing on this season, per se. And I know Bledsoe's numbers are very good, but... If you want to endear yourself to the coaches, uh, don't be Eric Bledsoe in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. So the the reserves, we can go through the the list. On the East, it's uh, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, your pal, uh, Chris My Middleton. My good friend. Yeah, your good friend and confidant, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, and DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, on the West side of things, it's Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram. Uh, do you have any, like, qualms with any... I'll, I'll heavily pronounce the L with that word. The qualms <laughs> with uh, who made it. Because I I think I have one. I'll let you go first because you're the guest. But I only Thank really you. have one issue with the with the All-Star picks. Who do you, I what have, do you, like, you a personal of? qualm of just, like, a point of, like, annoyance of Ben Simmons but then it's also like I'm not like I don't actually mind that much good mm-hmm. for him you know 
like, I, yeah, he's the only one. Like, you know how I feel about Chris Paul, but I'm also, like, in this capacity, I'm very happy for Chris Paul. It's going to be, like, I mean, I'm, okay, I should preface, like, I also have just been picturing since I said it, the reserves just playing each other. Um, as like full lineups and not just getting swapped in like piecemeal. But seven like, on seven. <laughs> picturing, yeah, picturing Chris Paul playing against Lowry this way. Anyway, um, no, I like it. I like that there's like two Miami players like on the reserve team. I'm so stoked that Bam got it. Like, I think he's so cool, so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll protect. Russell Westbrook forever, regardless of what other people think about him. Maybe you. Um, who's your problem? Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I think. Why? I think Devin Booker kind of deserved it. He's been really good. As no. much as I don't love Devin Booker <laughs> and that whole experience, I think he's been awesome. And Westbrook has not been that good. I don't know. I, I think like he's one of those inertia picks, I guess. But let's go back a second. So you don't like Chris Paul, but you like Kyle Lowry. Is this what I'm to understand? Or did you just ask me if I like Kyle Lowry? No, I, you don't like Chris Paul whilst yeah. also liking Kyle Lowry when they're basically the same person. They're not the same person. Mm. They're like bizarro <laughs> versions of one another. And I under like I know all the comparisons, and I know you know what people say. Like Chris Paul is like Larry without a ring or whatever. But I also do not believe that, and I think that does a disservice to Kyle Lowry. Uh, I don't know. Like, no, I don't think that. <laughs> oh. I think I think that like the biggest thing that comes to mind. Like, I don't want to get too much into like their style of play and how they're different, but I just think there's a certain generosity to Larry that he has uh, always had, but has like come to the forefront and really like found a way to like thrive and prosper and like add certain elements to like every part of his game just by playing with the Raptors. And I don't see Chris Paul as being that kind of generous of, of a player. Huh. Look, I think Chris Paul is more likely to yell at his teammates than Kyle is, for sure. Um, But I also, like, they're kind of, in terms of, like, the the basketball IQ and the just, like, the way they play, it's kind of similar. I don't know. He's stiffer. How about that? He's also, like, he's just a stiffer. He is, yeah. He's, like, no fun Larry. That's fair. Yes. Although I will say, him on this like weirdo OKC team has been kind of nice and like shepherding along Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's it's warming my heart a little bit. He seems to be actually kind of happy, and I think that's cool. Yeah, he. I'll give him that. He's loosening up a little bit in Oklahoma because I think that's what you got to do there to survive. <laughs> um, and I think to like your your gripe of like Westbrook, he is like it's the All Star game. Like, Russell Westbrook is the quintessential kind of star that you're going to see in the All-Star game, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I guess I just don't think he's been very good this season on a team that I just hate watching. And so, like, I thought he should have been an All-Star every year he was with OKC, even when people were kind of against him last year, I think. Um, But this is, like, the first year where, like, the Russ of it all is kind of, like, the, the charm of what he is is kind of not really mattered to me all that much um i I will say i'm most disappointed 
I'm happy Donovan Mitchell made it, but I also was really looking forward to the Jazz fan outrage if like Mitchell didn't make it in place of Booker or Westbrook or something like that. <laughs> that would have been fun. We we were robbed of that, but I'm glad Mitchell. He, he deserves it for sure. I also like that the East is very representative of all the, the good teams and like I know Giannis like reactivated his Twitter account tonight um <laughs> just to tweet about why Bledsoe isn't an all-star um for people we're recording this on Thursday night um <laughs> and, and like that's I, I guess if you're looking at like the record that the Bucks have and like their historic statistics and everything then yeah maybe they deserve three but I, I like that in this very cluttered and good Eastern Conference all the top six teams are represented. Uh, five of the teams have two players, and then you have Demonis Sabonis, who I think is very deserving to be in there as well. You get Trey Young, which whatever uh, <laughs> I could take or leave, um, but I, I think it's a, a good representation of what the conference is this year, where it's very good, top to bottom, at least top to six, <laughs> and and then you have a couple interesting players in, on top of that. But um, I think you could have thrown a bone to the Nets. With who? One in particular. Who? Jared Allen. Oh God. <laughs> in in favor in like swapping for Jason Tatum, yeah, or Ben Simmons, yes. Jared Allen. More, yeah, a lot more fun that way. Well, he could be a dunk contest guy. He should be in every um, game <laughs> on offer. At All-Star Weekend. How do you feel about uh, Kyrie Irving not mentioning Jarrett Allen when he went on his diatribe about oh, uh, how they need more players? Oh, very badly. Got into a real <laughs> heated discussion about this this night, actually. Um, it's just like, I get it, Kyrie's like, I'm on another level. But it's also like, do you even know who's on your team? Like, I don't think he does. And I guess, yeah, I've said it before, like, yeah, duh, like, it reads like he's out of touch with his team, which he totally is. And I know he's got to, like, look out for his buddy, and who I love, too, DeAndre. But um, when you've got someone like, I mean, my incredible fandom aside, Jared Allen is, like, someone who, for the last two and a half, like, he's he's played so well for a team with, like, essentially no um, promise of, like, payback or even, like, recognition. Because mm-hmm. that's just how he plays. He plays his heart out. And he's a really good player. He's very fun to watch. He's going to be the future of that team if they're smart enough to uh, focus on him. Kyrie isn't. I'm just kind of getting sick. I'm just kind of getting sick of uh, Kyrie right now to me. Not to go too off topic. No, that's fine. But right now to me, he's kind of like one of these these guys like any not just a guy any person who is just always like stuck on the same diatribe and same argument and you kind of like go away for a bit and you come back and you're like oh you're still like you're still talking about this like you're still on this like and I just like he's not playing that much you know I'm a I'm a Kyrie supporter in some abstract way but he's even getting on my nerve so that was like close to a final straw for me Mm -hmm. you know Uh, I think he at the very least, I think he owes Jared Allen an apology. I I would hope that he uh, he he addressed it because man, that was a dick thing to do. And I'm glad Kyrie's not in the All Star game. I was worried he was going to get voted in, but he should not be there this year. And I am glad that that didn't happen. Um, I know he's played like 
10 games, but, you know, you never know with the voting. Who did he also miss? Torian Prince, I think, too? Uh, yeah, he forgot Torian so. Prince. He forgot, or I don't know if he forgot or is, as much as intentionally left out. Torian, Torian Prince for sure. I think Joe Harris as well, actually. I mean, yeah, Joe Harris. Yeah, Joe fair. Harris is even on my fantasy team, and he'll he'll do okay some nights, but I forget about him frequently. <laughs> but I feel like between Jared Allen and Torian Prince, those guys are like, they're giving you something. Most yeah. nights. Yeah. Um, we got off track significantly. The Nets, the Nets will do that yeah. to you. We're going to talk about the uh, the changes to the all-star format in just a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football, basketball, or any other sport so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, the NBA, and the start of the college basketball stretch drive, it is time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. The Super Bowl is coming up. Bet on the Super Bowl and win some money. Why not? If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try a parlay like Howie from Uncut Gems. For instance, if you'd like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout or multiple prop bets or whatever it is. So if you're going to bet this season or this weekend, do the smart thing and do it with mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants you to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you're getting an extra 1000 bucks in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, All right, Katie, let's continue talking about All-Star. They announced a change to the format today that uh, had lots of people very mad, which I don't understand because the All-Star game is stupid and fun and uh, more ways to make it stupid and fun are always good and this seems kind of stupid and fun. And I, I mean, I'm of, I think I'm on record saying I think the All-Star game is perfect as it is. I don't need a competitive basketball game. I need some cool dunks. I need guys talking shit to each other. I need Shaq with uh, shoes that are also a phone. That, that's kind of what I want the All-Star game to be. Give me 200 points. I don't need defense. I don't care. Um, but, Katie, we were texting earlier back and forth. You uh, seem to not so much enjoy the new format. And I guess we should lay out the format. There's going to be three... Uh, like there's, there's gonna be, The first three quarters are essentially going to be mini-games where 
uh, just you play the 12 minutes, and whoever's winning at the end of the 12 minutes gets that game and $100,000 to donate to the charity of the team's choice. Uh, and then for the fourth quarter, all of the scores are reset. Uh, or not reset, They're all the scores are combined from the first three games. And basically, whoever is leading at that time, they add 24 to that team's score in honor of Kobe Bryant, and it is a race to that score. Um, with obviously one team having a head start based on their cumulative score from the first three games. Um, I guess it sounds more complex when I say it out loud. Katie, do you like this? Do you hate it? Are you indifferent? How are you feeling about the all-star format change? No, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't like it. But why not? I, I, I knew you don't you like twisted. it. This is... This I is... too twisted for liking it. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I knew you didn't like it. This was me teeing you up and knowing the answer to come, uh, like a good podcast host should. A great host. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, like, a consummate host. But, no, I don't like it. It's not especially clear. I get it. I get it. So before anyone's like, it's just, it's just math. Sure. Like, but that's not why, that's not why I'm, one, I'm watching. Yeah, I get it's an arbitrary game. Um... I get that it, you know, if they think this is what's gonna have anybody start playing defense for the first time in their lives in the history of an all-star game, good luck. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, I don't know. I guess the one thing, the one thing that I will admit that I have already told you that when I first looked at this, I was upset because I read it that <laughs> they weren't starting to raise money for charity until this like penultimate fourth quarter. <laughs> For some reason, um, just like I thought the resets had something to do with that, and then, you know, I looked at it again, uh, and you helpfully pointed out that's not the case. They're raising money the whole time. That's great. But why couldn't they, like, reset? Why couldn't it be more cumulative, at least for the money? What? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> like, give out, like, the first three games are each worth $100,000. And then yeah. the last one is worth $200,000, so it's a combined $500,000. But multiply, they can only, there's like an upper echelon of the money they can win per each quarter. Yeah, right? it's $100,000 for the first three. And then, that's just if they win. That's if they win, they get that money to go to the charity so of their choice. So, the team that doesn't win, doesn't get any money? Not for that quarter. So uh, I don't... There should be, like, some subsection of money <laughs> for even the other team because it's just for charity. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I don't think the amount of money they're playing for to send to tra- charity, which is noble and good, uh, I don't think it's enough to make the players try hard for it, especially since the money's going to be there anyway. And I think even if, say, one team gets swept and they lose all the three first games plus the final quarter... They still get a hundred thousand dollars to donate, um, and so I think if you're gonna add some of these like arbitrary rules, then why don't you add more to like up the ante for players personally to make them feel like it is a high stakes game, even if it is for charity. Like, if they, you know, the first team to lose the a quarter needs to take their shoes off and not play with shoes in the next quarter. I am down for weird ass Something stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, I mean, there should be extremely weird things. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no problem with it. It's fun. It's it's gonna I think create the like there won't be like a blowout or anything like that because each quarter is its own sort of self-contained thing. I think there's I like the idea of playing to a target score in the fourth quarter, and if there's a way to honor Kobe in the game like, that you want to do, I guess that's a way to do it. Um, to have the 24 be the, the number, even though that quarter is going to end in like four minutes, considering how scoring happens in the All-Star game. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we get out a little bit early. That's that's fine, too. And I like the idea of there being like a game-winning shot. I think that's great. I think they should do it for all the quarters, really. I, I don't know. Maybe they should just play to 50 in every quarter and have each thing be a self-contained game. Um, but I don't know. I, I think between this and like, I don't think it necessarily needed changing. I know they wanted to work in some sort of way to honor Kobe, um, which I think you could have done in, in, a, in a different way. But I, like, I don't think the old format needed to change. I think the the fantasy draft aspect of it between the two captains is great, and I love it. And I'm glad that sort of refreshed things the last couple years. But I, I don't know if, if you're like in need of. Like, if you're upset about what the All-Star game is doing, just don't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I look, like, I like I like how uh, raggedy the end of an All-Star game can feel <laughs> when you don't have rules just because it's like, oh, this team has 200 points. Like, but <laughs> I enjoy that part of it. Uh, I enjoy just, like, the rhythmic repetition of guys, like, barely running back up and down the court. <laughs> <laughs> to do this I think if they wanted like I guess yeah like I mean it's an arbitrary game it doesn't matter do whatever you want you can change you can change the rules in any way but like to my earlier point I wish they'd change them in a bit more of like uh, like a specific and weirder way like if you want to end the game why not make it so yeah you got to get up to a certain point like to a certain number of points that's fine but make it so like the game has to end on like some kind of weird shot, like a Trevor like, Booker volleyball shot. Yeah, like <laughs> like you know, you have to designate that each player has to has one attempt to make it, make that shot, and then you'll go through your roster, or whoever. Like, and if assuming no one does, you have to reset again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, then you could be there all night. So I don't know how online you were today, um, but did you see the post about North Korea's basketball scoring rules? Briefly, I, I think. But I, like I didn't op- I, I saw it in a preview, and I so I didn't op- I didn't expand the media. Okay, so I want to throw these potential rule changes to you, and maybe not just for the All Star game, but for actual NBA basketball in general, because. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not good, <laughs> Okay, fine. Just for the All Star game for now, as a testing ground, and then maybe the G League. Um, so it was at Mixtape who posted this, and I don't know where this is from. This could just be something he made up to screw with people. Fine. I think these rules are good, and this should be what basketball is about. Um, So four different rules here. First is that slam dunks are worth three points, up from two. Um, I I think this should be a rule anyway. Dunks rule. (laughs) Dunks are hard. Yeah. Like, you don't get many of them in a game. I think you probably get fewer dunks than actual three-pointers in a game. Dunks should Mm -hmm. count for more. And then, like, think of the legacy of Shaq if dunks counted for three. And the danger involved in the dunk more than, like, a three-pointer. Yeah. To your personal, like, to your own bodily health, to the people around you. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to find out a way to balance out the shot charts of NBA teams, and this would still obviously put a precedent on getting to the rim, 
but it wouldn't just be layups. It would be dunks, which is good. If, if all of basketball was dunks, I'd be happy. Um, the next one up, th- this one is wild. Field goals in the final three minutes of the game are worth eight points. <laughs> I like that. Up, up from Somebody, two. Yeah, some like des- desperation time. Yeah, you just have like crunch time ringers who are like extremely efficient. You, this would be like Jonas Valanciunas's time to shine because uh-huh. he had like the highest field goal percentage all the time. You just give it to him. Let him let him eat. Jonas Valanciunas is a Hall of Famer. Um, the next one is three pointers are worth four if the ball doesn't touch the rim. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Just yeah. for like the artisanal, uh, like the artisanal element. Yeah. I could get behind that. You're like, oh man, look at that swish. Mmm, that swish. The swish uh, is beautiful. It is very good. Uh, and then the last rule is a point is deducted for missed free throws, which I think is actually an amazing rule. That's pretty good, considering sometimes you think they're just like tossing them away. Also, sometimes they're like, you know, legitimately throwing them to get the rebound. So, yeah. The, sure. the Minnesota Timberwolves would have one extra win if uh, if that was a rule because of the, the the lost point for that De'Aaron Fox thing earlier this week that would have been incurred. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time getting like upset about the All Star Game. It was and so my biggest like point of confusion as, as to sort of the out the outrage over it was people were really concerned about the math they would have to do. As though the NBA was asking all of the people watching the game to keep track themselves of the points scored, as, as though there's not an automatic score bug that takes care of that for you. Um, that was weird. It, it would be fun though, like just as a point of merch, like if at the if at the All Star game to prepare to prepare people for this, they're like, you know, when they do um, parachuted like T-shirts or towels, mm-hmm. if they did parachuted calculus. <laughs> or abacai scientific calculators from the ceiling they're like get ready <laughs> the all-star game's about to start <laughs> yeah abac- abacus would be good too yeah um that was just like a weird thing that and was they're like... just beans and because they're bean counters <laughs> in chicago bean oh city. is that what is that what chicago is called bean city no, but they have that big bean. Something about there's something about beans in Chicago. There is a big bean. The, the there's a bean Millennium statue thing. I think is what it's called. But I think there was something that pre preempted the bean. <laughs> Let me just quickly Google Chicago. Like bean Boston is Bean Town. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe I make <laughs> Bean well, City, bean. baby. Um, can I read you? Can I read you the, just like a list I quickly started to jot down of things, like other things they could add to the All-Star game? Sure. I don't know how they do each one. Um, okay. So I was looking at lunar phases, uh, and the, there's <laughs> a thing called the third quarter moon, and it falls on February 15th uh-huh. this uh, this year, or like that month, rather. It falls every month. Um <laughs> So, I was thinking some kind of tribute to be made in the third quarter of the All-Star game before they get into, like, the math witchery of the fourth quarter. Like, some type of, like, pagan sacrifice. 
Um, I have here Deep Dish Tribute. No context, don't know how. Uh, <laughs> then I have Trade Beans for Possessions. What? What? Bean Race. Bean Cans Falling from the Ceiling. <laughs> This is obviously me really running with the bean thing. <laughs> Which is wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> but just some helpful maybe starting points to think about oh if you my. wanna like spice up if people can't get behind people like me uh are reluctant to get behind the new math the new math aspect, the new algebra game. Welcome to the NBA All-Star Game in Chicago, brought to you by Boston. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the Celtics are going to try and find a way to insert themselves into this more than Jason Tatum, so this is is their way. Oh my god. (laughs) What is... Something with a bear. A bear? (laughs) What is this episode? (laughs) All-Star... It's all star trip. It's all star. Um, what would we call it? Speculation. Yeah, sure. I am extremely. Uh, for people who have been keeping track of my trials and tribulations this week, this is the last day of my juice cleanse. I'm about mm, ten hours from eating food for the first time in a long time, and I uh, my brain like is uh, my brain is <laughs> beans. That is my brain is beans. <laughs> Like, I'm just looking at oh, <laughs> Chicago facts. Well, I mean, uh, you could do something with Chicago-style hot dogs. Yeah, I, we really need good. some sort of Chicago-style hot dog into the dunk contest, I think. Like, uh, you know how I think Gerald Green blew out the candle at Cupcake on the, on the rim? Yes, I love that. That's one of my favorite dunks. Uh, very good dunk. Someone should take a bite out of a Chicago-style hot dog that's resting on the rim as they dunk. Ooh. Yeah, I would love that. It would be a messy because it's a very messy form of hot dog with all the vegetables. It's a messy competition. Yeah, no. I, I... <laughs> Have you had a Chicago dog Why before? Is Chicago called the Wonder City. I don't know. No, I haven't. What oh. is it? Just full of onions? No, it's full of just like every vegetable. There's tomato yeah. wedges. There's pickles. There's sport peppers. There's celery salt, which is the most important. There's onion. There is this very very. Uh, toxic-looking green relish that is really good. If you don't have like You're so the hungry. <laughs> man, <laughs> I could eat a Chicago dog right now, and it would be healthy and on the on the health kick I'm on because of all the vegetables okay. on it, and also so, yellow mustard. No ketchup. You will be uh, chastised if you put ketchup on it. Okay, yeah. I like that. Um, Chicago is also called the city of the big shoulders. That's why Dwayne so, Howard's in the dunk contest. Yeah, there yeah. you go. The <laughs> Chicago State Bird is the Northern Cardinal. Brian Cardinal should be a prop in a dunk at some point. Yeah. Um, that's all I really got for Chicago at this moment. <laughs> I Like a mob connection? What are we even doing? <laughs> We're just spitballing. I know. Uh, um, oh, it's called the. It's all, so I got a list of Chicago nicknames here. Mm-hmm. How do we work some of these? The Big Onion. Yeah, I knew there was something about onions. Yeah. 
Onions and beans. Onions and beans. Um, one of the nicknames for the city is called Hog Butcher to the World. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for uh, Toronto. Why? Hogtown. Oh, Hogtown, yeah. The Big Smoke. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, which actually leads me to the, the the other thing I wanted to talk about with you today. Yeah, I suppose we can leave the All-Star game behind. Yeah, we it has been lost. What an episode. Um, no, this leads me to the actual sort of like newsy thing I wanted to talk about today uh, with you. The WNBA PA made a cryptic tweet today where uh-huh. they uh, tweeted, Oh, question mark, Canada flag emoji, eyes emoji. Toronto's getting a WNBA team, yes? I mean, why else? I, like, or there was just, like, a conference here. Because <laughs> I think <laughs> I saw something earlier. Someone shared, like, a video at what looked like either the convention center um, of a side-by-side an escalator mm. that said, like, WNDPA, like, this way, upstairs. So... I don't know. I don't know that you would put a big sign out like that for like a top secret meeting. <laughs> Fair. Well, that just kind of burst my bubble no, no, no. a little bit. And I will say, I am a bit um, speculative because I don't know if you remember that there was that like, it turned out to be like one person or like two people who were like made a fake WNBA like bid. Right, right. Do you remember that? And they were like, we put in the paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) People like Doug Smith, like very reputable people were like, "Uh, no, like we've reached out to you many times to like ask you if this is for real and you've never gone back to us. (laughs) And it was just like, I don't know if they were like tech tech guys or like agency guys, but there was actually no basketball connection. Uh So I will say I'm just kind of like um, rationing my expectation yeah because i don't want to be i got extremely excited about that um but all that said why else do you ever tweet an eyeball emoji unless you've got something cooking right yeah i think the the, like the weird rogue owners never made sense because it's always gonna be uh an mlse thing i would assume if it ever does happen um Mm -hmm. but like with the just like the the momentum in the country it seems like it only makes sense it seems like it'd be a cash cow for the league honestly I, like i don't know why it wouldn't be like a really really hot ticket um considering like some of the second tier sports in the city do really well because they are the affordable ones right and i would assume you know the raptors have kind of got to the point where most normies are priced out <laughs> um and i think you know the WNBA would obviously kind of come as a little bit more of an affordable ticket and and man i i think it's long overdue i I think you know i was i think i told the story already on the show but 
I was uh, at like a family get together over Christmas. It was the day the Raptors had that crazy comeback against the Mavs, and I'm watching the game with like 15 people, and we're all very, very excited about it, and just like going nuts as the comeback is being led. And in the middle of it all, my uh, fiance's cousin's daughter, who's four years old, was like, "Why is it only boys playing?" And that like was the thing that stood out to me from that day more than anything else. Like. There should be a WNBA team. The, the The national team is really, really damn good. There is like a, clearly an appetite for it. I hope that the WNBA PA is not screwing with us because, man, it would be great. There's absolutely a market for it. There's like I could see there even like being a market in some ways that like eclipses the Raptors just in terms of of like accessibility and yeah. I'm guessing like initial price point. Yeah, you know, and like. I don't know where they would play. If it is an MLS thing, then yeah, maybe they play at Squishbank. But like, if not, if they have to play in a small arena for starters, like, it would just be a completely different experience. Um, it would be like a new, brand new introduction to like the game in a lot of ways to fans, like new and familiar. Mm-hmm. I want it. I don't. I want to like. I really want to underscore the fact that my reluctance is just out of like fear of being burned yeah no i i i, I gathered that <laughs> okay um, it's not that i don't think there's like any possibility it's just like yeah I'll, i just like i want to see don't play don't play with us no totally i, I think uh like the way that they sell out like marley's games even at, at coca-cola coliseum I, I feel like that'd be a pretty good like if you don't think you can sell the the Scotiabank Arena or whatever, or the scheduling is difficult, although it would be in the summer, so it's not, like, scheduling would be an issue anyway, probably. Um, but, like, the, the Coca-Cola Coliseum does really well. It is a really good spot. You know, it's right down there um, by TFC. You could potentially even work in, like, two event days where you get, like, TFC and also a WNBA game going on in the summer. You could like, finally wear ass. shorts to a basketball game? Yes! Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that would kick ass. I, uh, I really, really want this to happen, and I think like the time is as right as it is ever going to be. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping. Um, uh, can we? Can we? As we started, can we end with Kyle Lowry? Sure. Because I just saw this <laughs> clip uh, of a fan pushing him again tonight. Oh yeah, uh, probably a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> like this, uh, this guy at the Cavs game, mm-hmm. courtside guy. Like Lowry takes a fall on him, but like that's when you you count your blessings and like embrace that guy and cradle his head and make sure he's not hurting himself, and then like help him get back up. Lowry's like already on his feet, and this guy just like gives him a good shove, and then like like a coward immediately crosses his arms because he's like, oh wait. Yeah. I could probably get in trouble for this. Honestly, get fucked if you are a person who, uh, A, is, like, privileged enough to sit courtside and for some reason think that your space is so precious that uh, it can't be invaded by an opposing player coming to get yeah, a loose ball. Like, it's part of the, the deal. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, you're paying for the privilege that, like, Kyle Lowry, someone like Kyle Lowry might fall on you. Yeah, and you should be honored that uh, he would do such a thing. Be honored that his uh, ample behind was was in your grill, and uh, don't be a dipshit. Uh, no. What? 
Why is it so hard for people to not be dipshits, Katie? Why? I don't know. I mean, privilege. I think, like, privilege definitely comes uh, down to it. Yeah. 100%. But my thing that I think more that is extremely weird is, like, people that do this, that have this feeling that they're helping their team in some way because they're like, well, these are our rivals, but, like, don't think largely, large enough about it to be like, um, actually, these guys are also friends with guys on my team because the NBA is so small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and filled with essentially just colleagues of everyone else. Yeah. You know, that, like, it's not... I don't know if, like, I, I'm, I'm like, definitely projecting, but I do feel like just from what we've seen this season alone, the amount of, like, entitled white fans who are just, like, so intent on, like, shoving players, like, back out to be, like, <clears throat> like, of opposing teams playing their team. Yeah. To be, like, I'm I'm contributing to the game. Like, I don't know. It's, it's quite bothersome. Yeah, it sucks. It's, it's pretty gross, and I do think, like, I don't know, like, take, if this is a courtside ticket holder, I feel like they should auction, uh, they should auction the rest of this guy's uh, seats off for charity for the rest of the Cavs' pathetic season. I uh, I agree wholeheartedly, and that feels like a very good place to leave it, Katie. Uh, you don't want to go back to be talking about beans? No, we'll we'll save the bean <laughs> talk for next week. I'm sure. Um, that was that was surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. Katie, thank you so much. This was fun. As always, this was meandering. As always, I would expect <laughs> nothing less from an episode featuring yourself. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. Um, Dishes and Dimes podcast. To yeah. get on the, if you're just like, you're loving, you're loving me on this podcast, <laughs> you'll love it even more because there's eight other hosts so you don't even have to hear me most of the time freshly rebranded as dishes and beans (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna take the twitter login away from me soon when i change that (laughs) later tonight um yeah dishes and dimes podcast we just uh dropped our second episode it's like been incredible the amount of support that we've gotten so far so i do want to thank anybody who has listened uh and supported us and if you haven't come on get on Get on the bean train. <laughs> um, otherwise, you know, as always, basketball feelings. Substack.com. Please subscribe. Uh, and for the month of February, starting very soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the Raptors uh, feature in-house embedded writer. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. There's a better way to say that, but it's going to be me. Feature writer of the month. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <Hype> <laughs> I I am your hype man. This is canon at this point. I have That's to true. ensure that uh, the hype is being delivered. Um, also, basketball feelings. Okay. Your Kobe thing this week was fantastic, and people should read it. Oh, thank you. It was. Uh, it was. It's tough. It's been like a week. Huh? It sure has been a week. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very much a week. Um. That's uh, going to do it. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, sorry if this podcast was uh, outside of your comfort zone, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, 
We'll be back again on Monday. The Raptors play a couple games over the weekend. By then, we will know if Nick Nurse is the head coach of the All-Star team, and then we can get our tampering plans in order uh, for Nick Nurse and Giannis and Siakam and Lowry. So that'll be fun. And uh, big week next week as well. A couple big games against the Pacers. We're going to do an episode with Tony East from Locked On Pacers, I think on Tuesday, to tee up those games, the home-and-home on the 5th and the 7th. And uh, we'll have lots next week. It's, it'll be a fun time as we lead into the deadline. Oh, I forgot the deadline's next week. We'll probably talk about that also. And so much more uh, with another episode starting next week or a collection of episodes starting next week. I need to eat some food. I have no idea what I'm doing, Katie. God. Uh, beans. <laughs> beans. Get me some beans. All right. That's going to do it. Again, we will talk to you next week with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.